Well, hello, hello, and hello. Welcome back to the Movie Bugle Podcast. My name is Justin, and I am so excited that you guys have decided to tune in to listen to me talk about movies and TV shows. <laughs> As always, please be sure to follow me on my Instagram page at the Movie Bugle. You can also follow me on my Twitter page at the Movie Bugle. If you want to, you can actually go to, a, I have like a little linked page that has all the different ways you can subscribe if you want to share with your peoples, your friends, your family, your colleagues, people you just met on the street. You can go to Linktree, which is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash the movie bugle. Or if you just go to my Instagram page, you can click the link in my bio and you'll find me on there as well. The Movie Bugle is available all over the internet. I'm on Apple Podcasts, I'm on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. So I'm always having some new and exciting things coming up and I'm just looking forward to talking movies and TV shows with you guys. So thank you again for joining. So in this particular episode, we're just going to, you know, talk about some random topics. Um, I did, you know, I've been I've been having some things happen in my personal life. Nothing, nothing bad at all. All all positive, all good, you know, actually amazing things. Um, it's just been sort of taking away my time. So I haven't been able to, you know, get to you guys in over a week. So I apologize about that. But I always miss talking with you guys. So I have a few topics. What I've been doing lately is just been going through and just finding random topics that come to a headline or anything that just interests me and I just talk about it with you guys and I just end with you know the subject of the week which I want to talk about some movies that I've recently watched on Netflix so if you're looking for anything to watch we'll definitely talk about those towards the end of this podcast but let's go ahead and get started so topic number one so we all know Jordan Peele from Key and Peele well, you know, he, we also know Jordan Peele for giving us movies like Get Out and uh, Get Out and Us. Well, he just recently wrapped production on his next horror film called Nope. <laughs> with the with the strong P. So, I don't know anything about this movie at all. All I know is that um it's a horror movie and uh Jordan Peele, he's actually been really good giving us, you know, social commentary, thought-provoking pieces in the horror genre. And to be honest with you, as as us as black people, we haven't had too many horror movies that's pan out to be well, you know, well made or well in our favor just throughout the history of cinema. So Jordan Peele has sort of changed that narrative. We've had some really, really good ones recently. Um, one that I've seen this year, he didn't direct it, um, but he did. He was an executive producer on it, so it still had like his feel, his his stamp on it. Candyman, uh, the remake, Candyman, or not necessarily remake. I would say the sequel. If you if you see it, you know what I'm talking about. But anyways. Um, He's on that one. Like I said, he also gave us Get Out and he gave us Us, both amazing movies. Um, so I'm really excited to see what this is going to be about. And uh, it's starring Kiki Palmer, Daniel Kalua. And, uh, you know, Kiki Palmer, obviously, we know who Kiki, she's in everything. Daniel Kalua, um, he was actually in Get Out. He was also in Judas and the Black Messiah. He's also in Black Panther. So I'm a huge fan of his. And uh, but I'm wondering what this could be about. I remember when I saw that they posted the little picture from it. It was like in a in a field 
and it was dark time and it was just like a cloud and it just said nope so i don't know i don't you know the only thing that i can think of that just comes to mind is you know sometimes when we watch these movies there'll be situations that happen in the movie where us as the audience we could be like nope i want to do it nope they stupid nope i can't so <laughs> i wonder if it's going to be given that but um yeah i'm just curious to see the rap production is supposed to come out in summer of 2022 so i can't wait for it and uh i know that it was circulating around for a little bit about uh jordan pill to direct the upcoming blade movie starring mahershala ali but apparently he said he didn't want to have anything to do with directing those types of movies um he didn't want to direct a superhero movie which i can understand but at the same time i just feel like you know blade obviously you know black superhero lead you know we're going to be needing one especially after you know the unfortunate passing of chadwick boseman and t'challa so we just need more black superheroes just in general we need more diverse superheroes in general but you know we well we have the new captain america from falcon um but then black panther so now we're gonna have blade coming as well super excited about that and i think that just because it could have a horror element to it i feel like you know he could have been amazing he could have given us some social commentary but maybe he just wants to to his lane and excel in what he does best so kudos to him you know i would love to see him do it but i can understand if he doesn't want to jump into that but let me know what you guys think are you guys excited for this new movie nope i know for get out it was like um a smash success it was sort of underlining i remember seeing like the trailers for it and then thinking like what is this movie about and it had like a slow start but it was like word of mouth everyone was like you gotta go see the movie get out so when us came out they had a lot more ad advertising for it you know they had a more campaign but us was a little bit more diverse uh, as far as um well divisive i should say and the you know re reactions and reviews about it you know i love the film i think that it could have had potential to be a little bit better but i understand you know the direction to where it went i know some people didn't really like it um, they were trying to compare it to get out but nonetheless um i'm just excited to see anything that jordan pill decides to give us i'm here for it. i'm here for it so topic number two we're going to talk about little spider-man real quick you know we are under two weeks away from spider-man no way home and you know tickets went on sale they they on cyber monday aka spider monday and it crashed everything it, it was so funny because i so i have a group of people that um were going on you know the thursday night premiere you know obviously at the you know chinese theater and i've told you guys plenty of times anytime a big movie comes out i try to get over there to see it that's like the the premium place for me to personally go see my different movies and stuff like that but going to go see a chinese theater i refuse to see it anywhere else um i saw black panther there i've seen I think I've seen Civil War there. Uh, I've seen, um, I didn't get a chance to see Infinity War because they had a festival going on. It was sort of like a, it, it wasn't really the theater's fault. They, they, they booked certain things in advance and they book them around you know projected release dates and stuff and marvel did have a release date for the beginning of may so it was supposed to end by then but then marvel moved it up a week so it interfered with their already like film festival that they had going on so they couldn't really you know cancel all of that for a movie but i did see images in game there um amazing so anyway spider-man no way home 
biggest pre-sale since Avengers Endgame. So that came out 2019, right before the pandemic. You know, 2019 was the last normal year we had, you know, with these movies releases and all the stuff like that. And I remember buying tickets for Avengers Endgame and just having to be online exactly when the tickets went available. You know, we all got our tickets. We was up in there. And, um, but I will say I had a harder time getting into buying tickets for Spider-Man No Way Home. So like literally y'all, I was sitting on my computer. I had both my phones, um, all of us, you know, trying to get on Fandango. I had about seven or eight tickets to buy and I was just watching the clock. It was like 8.55. You saw the movie times loaded in there, but you couldn't really click on anything. 8.59 rolls around, and that's when the website starts to get a little bit slow because I guess they're going over there to try to update it at 9 o'clock, and everything just crashed. Anything I clicked on, it would have let me in. It was it was super insane. I'm checking Twitter to see if people, other people are having issues, and of course, everyone is having issues trying to buy tickets, and um, it was insane. It took me a good 10 minutes or so to get in. I had to actually go directly to the TCL uh, Chinese Theater's website to try to buy tickets, and even then, it was a delay, but by the time I went and got in there, all the t all the seats that I personally wanted were gone, so I was able to get some for the same showing. 6.30 Thursday, um, so super excited about that. But what about y'all? How was y'all buying um, experience online if you guys bought your tickets? Because it's a lot. I know there's still seats available, but we're still, like I said, we're not exactly two weeks away, but we are just under two weeks away. So I'm pretty sure as we get closer to when this movie is coming out, tickets are just gonna fly off the shelf. It's gonna be super crazy to try to get inside. I know they're gonna try to add as many screens as possible for that Thursday and Friday night showings because they're gonna try to jam pack it in there. But I'm curious, and what I wanted to talk to you guys about with this is basically the headline that I pulled from this was biggest pre-sale since Avengers Endgame. And I've talked to you guys about, um, you know, uh, what box office means and what this means for future installments, what this means for the industry. And my perspective is never from like the big executives getting all the money. Cause I don't really don't care about that. It's all everything that trickles down, you know, you know, more money for the movie means, you know, it could be a, a potential sequel or, you know, people are getting paid or all the stuff like that. And, you know, so I'm really curious to see. So Avengers Endgame was the highest grossing movie they re-released avatar in theaters and it went back to that went back to me number one so i'm not even gonna count that avatar was cool and i'm excited for the other one coming out but it, anyways avengers endgame is the biggest movie of all time in my opinion period so 350 million dollars opening weekend domestically over one billion dollars worldwide opening weekend total and just one weekend by the end of weekend two they were already over two billion dollars no movie has ever done that period so i think because we are still in a pandemic you know whether your living situations can be a little bit different than other people i can understand it you know maybe not be able to move that aggressively fast but the studio has been really good with trying to hide as much details and um, spoilers and plot points as they could now i will say that you know i mean i'm also going to do an in-depth discussion i have a couple people that are going to come on hopefully try to get some videos for you guys as well 
that we're going to release just talking logistic wise everything between the movies and the tv shows and speculations leading up into spider-man no way home because this is going to be a monumental movie um i don't want to go too much into spoiler um plot leaks because i don't want to ruin the experience for anyone i you know do have a wealth of knowledge of just between all the different stuff that has come out all the different spoilers and stuff like that i don't want to ruin the experience for anyone um you know but if you want if you have personal questions you can always reach out to me and i can give my theories or i can get you give you guys what i've heard or you know anything like that or anything that i've seen because i i've seen a lot so that that conversation is definitely going to be tailored more towards okay this happened in this movie this could potentially come next and then based on the footage of the official footage that we've seen from sony and marvel like the trailers and the tv spots what do we think is going to happen um you know because there's a there's a lot spider-man no way home is a culmination of wandavision is a culmination of loki is a culmination of the homecoming franchise you know from spider-man homecoming spider-man far from home and now spider-man no way home um you could throw a little bit of dr strange in there just because he's in the movie as well so there's a lot going into this movie so that's what i want to talk about with that but anyways getting back to the box office so because this is a culmination movie i am pretty confident that this movie will be the biggest movie of the pandemic i know i have talked to a lot of people and seen a lot of people online saying that they haven't gone to the movies yet or they've only gone to see a few movies but they will go come hell or high water i know there's a new variant out there called omicron it sounds like a decepticon <laughs> to me like these variants we had the delta we have omicron we have you know a different strain of just a regular covid 19 it's there's a lot going on friend and honestly i I don't know what to tell you. But anyways, come Omicron or not, we're going to be in there double masked if we have to. If we got to put on gloves, we got to do what we got to do. But I'm not missing this movie. The only way that I would is if they was to cancel it. But I don't really see that happening because we're still having festivals and parks are still opening. So we're going to go regardless. But anyways, I'm curious to see how much money this movie can make in one weekend. Um, it's a regular weekend, so between Thursday night showings all the way over to Sunday evening, I'm curious to see how much money this movie can make. Now, there's only been a handful of movies that has crossed the 200 million mark as far as opening weekend domestic. I'm not talking about total. We'll get to total and just uh, uh, worldwide in just a second, but there's only been one movie ever to cross 300 million opening weekend, and that was Avengers um, Endgame. I would love to get up there. I would love to eat for it to pass that, but I don't really see that happening because we are in a pandemic. Unfortunately, I don't see it getting up there, but I do see it getting close. I think that it's going to easily go past a hundred million. That's the easy and already making it the biggest opening of 2021 already. I don't think any movie has cracked a hundred million dollars domestic opening weekend. So it's going to do that. I also strongly believe it would do over 200 million opening weekend, and that'll put it on par with other movies like Star Wars: The Force Awakens, Black Panther, Star, um, sorry, Avengers: um, Infinity War, Avengers: Endgame. So those movies all made over 200 million dollars opening weekend, and like I said, only one has made over. Um, 300 million and that's Avengers Endgame. So my guess would be 
probably between 175 to 230. That's where I'm going to sit this movie at because I know like myself, I have a I have a ticket to go see it on Thursday night and I have another ticket to go see it on Friday night. So uh, this they're already going to get two showings out of me and then if I could sneak in one more that weekend, I probably will as well just just in case there's certain things that happen in this movie that's going to bring me to tears just because I'm going to be super excited to see it. So I will probably go see it myself that first weekend. I'm already seeing it twice confirmed. I may go see it a third time. And I know there's a lot of other, you know, Marvel heads out there, Spider-Man fans who are going to do the exact same. That's what I'm saying between 175 and 230. I think if it does anything over 230, this would be a smash hit. I think that all the marketing and the way that they've handled, because some people would say they've handled the marketing and the plot leaks of this movie very poorly. I think it's been part of their plan. And like I said, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything because I don't want anyone to be completely spoiled. But I will say that there's been a lot of plot details and leaks that have come out from this movie that Sony or Marvel has not officially confirmed, you know, out of their mouth or in a statement but they've confirmed by not denying, you know, certain leaks. They'll say, oh no, that's fake or whatever, but we all know, but it's just, there's too many leaks from too, too many different sources for, for the, for certain things to not be true. And then even certain leaks that came out months ago, when we started to get trailers for it, the leaks that we saw, like the backgrounds and stuff like that match exactly what's in the trailer. So it's kind of like, okay, we, it's, it's kind of hard to deny it at this point, but kudos for saving certain things and elements for the movie. I feel like because of certain leaks, like for example, um, Jamie Foxx revealed that he was in this movie before they even started shooting it by posting a, t uh, a picture uh, on his Instagram and then taking it down. Willem Dafoe also confirmed that he was in this movie because he spoiled it himself. And then I think Alpha, no, no, did, did he say? I, I think he did. I know Alfred Molina said it. He spoiled that he was in this movie. So I think they lean on the fact that the, the since they've already said it out their mouth, we're going to put them in a promotional campaign. And now they're really running with it that they're all in this movie. Uh, that's all I'll say with, going with that. Because like I said, I don't want to ruin it for people. But. Are you guys excited to see this movie? Are you guys going to see it opening day, opening weekend? Are you going to see it multiple times? How many people are you going to go see it with? Like I said, I have a big group to go see it the first night. You know, my roommate and I, aka Kiki Grace, the one who makes all my music. Shout out to Kiki Grace if you listen to this. Hi. Anyways, um, we're going to go see it again on Friday. And if I could try to go see it again sometime, maybe that Saturday or Sunday, I will go see it yet again. If not, I can go see it throughout the week. So I'm, I'm really... I'm really excited for this movie, but be sure to look out for my special episode that's coming out. It's going to be a Spider-Man No Way Home pre-movie pre release discussion that's going to come out on December 16th, which is a Thursday. Different from the regular, I'm still going to release my regular episode um, that week on Tuesday, um, talking about random topics and stuff like that. But this particular episode is going to be a special episode. If you want to tune in and just to get context as to what to expect going into the movie, we're not going to go over spoilers we're not going to go over pot leaks we're not going to do any of that because i want to save that for the in-depth depth spoiler 
talk that's going to happen the following Tuesday. So be sure to check out my episode on December 16th, you know, leading up to Spider-Man No Way Home. And then be sure to check out the following the follow up episode that following Tuesday. So enough about Spider-Man. Let's go into topic number three. And this topic number three is actually going to lead into a little bit what I wanted to talk about with, you know, the ending topic, some things I've been watching on Netflix. But, you know, besides Spider-Man, there are other movies coming out this year Well, and the rest of this month. (laughs) Um, There's a lot of movies actually coming out. And I just wanted to give you guys a quick rundown. If you guys are looking for something to watch movie wise, you know, we have Hot Guy, which is the latest Marvel, you know, Disney Plus show that you guys can check out that started on the day before Thanksgiving. Um, as of this week, when this episode comes out, um, will episode four will be premiering that same night. So you can definitely get up on that. It's actually really exciting. There's a lot of, you know, potential stuff coming through Hawkeye. I'm not the hugest Hawkeye fan, but I think I'm really excited just to see where we're going with this. But anyways, that's tv as far as movies we have some movies coming up um unforgivable uh which was in theaters um november 24th it'll hit netflix on december 10th which is this upcoming friday that's starring uh viola davis and sandra bullock so super excited about that we also have west side story which is also coming out this friday super excited about that um this is directed by steven spielberg and from things that I've been reading about, the reviews have always have they've been amazing for it. Um, there's there's some changes apparently in this movie, but I guess it's like a course correct. And what I mean by that is it's the same thing as I said about the Little Mermaid movie that's coming out by Disney. Sometimes stories are written, and because of um when they put them out like in movies and stuff like that because of the time period that it comes out in not within the movie but the actual real world time period they have to make adjustments so like for example like cleopatra obviously has been played by you know historically white women in the past but you know cleopatra is supposed to be set in africa they should definitely have like some type of you know african you know queen or something like that so that's what i mean by that so anyways with like little mermaid you know it's you know she's you know she's a white mermaid with red hair super iconic for the disney princesses however comma if you take a look at the setting if you take a look at the song selections and how this the how they're orchestrated is very it's a very caribbean uh feel and style to the setting and everything so when they cast Halle bailey you know to play little mermaid a lot of people were like that's you know she's not you know she's not white she's not like my little mermaid she's not my ariel but it's it could be a course correct because it's like you know if they would have put out a a black disney princess in 1989 it may have not worked so this could be disney's way of just course correcting it i don't know maybe we're reading a little bit deep into it but i don't know with West Side Story, I guess there were story elements from the original play that were cut out or altered in the movie. So Steven Spielberg, as obviously respecting the source material, he's working with people who's worked on the original. Um, you know, he's keeping it close to the check. And it's, it's Steven Spielberg. So if he makes any, you know, creative changes like that, I'm pretty sure he's still going to be respecting the source material. So I would say just go into it with the open mind. And uh, it's supposed to be great. Um, uh, 
anyways it looks like it was made in the 50s that's what i'm really excited to see the cinematography in this movie it looks like it's an aged piece it doesn't look like it was made today so i'm really excited about that of course we have spider-man no way home coming out on the the 17th so make sure you have your tickets if they're not already sold out where you are right now and then one ticket is actually literally just bought before i recorded this was matrix the resurrections super excited about this now one thing i wanted to mention is if you're able to check your local listings they're putting the the original matrix back in theaters for a limited time i know it's sometime this week so if you're listening to this podcast late sorry if you missed it but if you're listening to it on time and you want to see the original matrix in theaters just you know to have that because when it came out i was i think i was nine i think it came out to 1999 so i don't know if i saw the original in theaters and if i did i don't remember it but just be you know with updated projectors and i'm pretty sure they remastered it a little bit so that's going to be in theaters so i'm definitely going to go check that out I think I have it for an IMAX screen somewhere. So I'm actually really excited to see it in IMAX format. But um, but yeah, Matrix Resurrections with the original cast. Other than then, um, um, I was going to say Mufasa. That's <laughs> Morpheus um, with Lawrence Fishburne. He is not back as Morpheus. They have Yaya Abdul-Mateen. So I'm, but he's supposed to be still playing the same iconic character. So I'm really curious to see how they're going to work that. I do have my theories about this movie but i want to wait to see if i'm right first i'm going to watch it and then we'll talk about it afterwards i'm pretty sure we're going to talk about the matrix on one of my episodes because i want to talk about the culmination of everything so going into it we also have the king's man which is also in theaters on december 22nd so if you are uh you know a, you know the king's man you know franchise lover you know this is the king's man i think this is about how the whole organization gets started so excited about that and then we also have sing 2 which is uh illuminations um same people who makes despicable me um um oh the the pets movie i can't think of it it's uh it's really bad oh secret life of pets there there we go same production company they started off under universal they sort of got big enough and they branched out now they're doing their own thing so that's really cool about that so those are some of the bigger movies that are coming out for the rest of this month so make sure you check a local listings if you want to go see it in theaters the only movie that i know off the top of my head that is going to be you know released same you know day and date which means the theaters and also at home is the matrix resurrections but put some respect on matrix name and go see it in theaters if you can if you're still you know hesitant with the big crowds i totally understand that it's coming out around you know the holidays so you may have some time off from work go see it in a matinee you know just go see it in theaters and then if you want to watch it again i can say watch it from hbo max at home if you can't get to theaters obviously i'm I'm not trying to shame anyone you know and watch it from home that's what you have it for that will be the last hbo um movie that would be released in theaters and on hbo max at the same time well i should say warner brothers movie it's a warner brothers movie it's just being released on hbo but anyways going back to the regular format in 2022 all warner brothers movies will be released in theaters you know moving forward so we're not going to have that same experience we've had in 2021 I think they've lost a good amount of money by doing that. There was a lot of money left on the table because people had the option of watching it from home. 
I will say HBO's monthly subscription is one of the highest uh, as far as like a starting point. Um, if you do the no ads, I think it's like 15 bucks a month. So I, I understand, you know, it's already a pretty penny. But I know like Netflix is like $17.99 if you have multiple screens. Disney Plus bundle could be up there too. So you know, honestly, just go go buy your ticket. You can do you can do the AMC, you know, subscription thing. That's what I do. Anyways, 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 anyways. So two movies that I've recently watched on Netflix um, that I wanted to just briefly talk about. I'm not going to go too much into it. Um, we're going to start with we're going to start with the movie called Tick Tick Boom. Now, if you are a a fan of the Broadway sensation Rent, I definitely feel like you should check out this movie. It's starring Andrew Garfield, directed by Lin Manuel Miranda. And it's about the guy who wrote Rent. Now, the movie itself is not about him writing Rent. It's about him writing the few shows that he did beforehand. The 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 one of them being, you know, the name of the movie, Tick Tick Boom. And just talking about like his struggles as like a writer and stuff like that. But super amazing. It's actually one of my favorite movies of the year. I'm gonna be doing uh uh, hopefully video and podcast episode just talking about you know my top 10 right now i have 16 movies on that list i've seen almost a total of 40 brand new movies this year um you know i did miss some here and there um but right now i have about 16 i think it's like 16 on that list that's in my top and they're always changing back and forth and i still have movies coming out it's like i know for sure spider-man is going to end up on that list um hoping that matrix is going to end up on there as well but you know i'm i want to talk about you know my top 10 but anyways tick tick boom right now is on that list i'm not going to say where it is because i want to i don't want to give that away but it's um i thoroughly enjoy it um i love the musical selections in it i love the progression of the story i andrew garfield can sing his behind off um you know, Limowell, he's he's killing it. He released in the heist earlier this year. He, you know, he wrote the music for Encanto. You know, he's he's definitely doing exactly what he needs to do in Hollywood. I know that some people, you know, doesn't really like his style of, you know, you know, writing or singing stuff like that, whatever. But I'm I'm a fan of his. I think that he's doing an amazing job. And this is his first time actually directing a movie. And I feel like he did an amazing job ca- capturing the essence of Jonathan Larson, who was the guy who created rent um unfortunately uh, jonathan passed away right before the previews of rent when it was you know previewing for broadway so he never got to see his you know his baby get on stage but they have taken his legacy and you know rent is probably my favorite broadway show to this day um and i've you know i've seen you know a bit and i've there's a lot more that i want to see as well but it's probably my favorite just because i could connect to the story so so much and i I love the music i I could put on the soundtrack and listen to it from top to bottom no problem so i i love it i love it i love it but anyways if you're looking for something to watch definitely check out tick tick boom um there's a one particular scene in it that I recognized what was happening, but I didn't really realize the the how deep it went with just the you know all dropping like you know oh my gosh like this is amazing um, and it sort of clarified it with um, different interviews and stuff. I don't want to give it away. Just remember the song Sunday and then just pay attention to that scene and that's it. That's all I'm gonna say. But tick tick boom. 
So another movie on Netflix I think everyone should definitely check out is Bruise. This one's starring Holly Berry. And I actually just watched this one not too long ago. She's a, um, I would say a UFC MMA fighter and um, really, really, really interesting story. You know, Holly, Holly Berry, she, I, she's she's an icon in hollywood she's definitely paved her own way and she's definitely been you know one of those people that everyone knows her name to me she's not the strongest actress and that's in and i don't mean that in any disrespect at all but i feel like she's she's found a way to find projects that caters to what makes her shine and i think that this movie I can tell that it pushed her in a lot of different ways. She also directed this movie herself, which is amazing. Um, I felt like the, the direction of this movie was amazing. Um, there was times where I was watching and you're so into it. Now, mind you, I don't watch sports. Um, I don't watch boxing. I don't watch MMA. I don't watch any of that in real life. Um, that's just not my cup of tea. However, comma, I was deeply invested in this movie, deeply invested in the stories and the characters and just wanted to see where it goes. And um, I think that Holly Berry did a really good job. I actually hope that she has an opportunity, an opportunity to direct more movies in the future. Um, I liked her choice of, you know, set locations and story progressions. And I like the fact that she put herself in, through the ringer. You can tell like the same, the character at the beginning of the movie was not the same character that we saw at the end of the movie you know there was a lot of progression and growth within that one character herself um i do feel like she has a chance of getting a nomination for both best director um best film and best actress you know and i think that'll be kind of interesting because she directed the movie and she also starred in the movie for her to get a nomination for best actress and also best director i don't know if it has a chance to win i don't think this was the strongest movie that came out this year and i don't and i don't say that in a bad way at all i'm just saying there was a lot of good movies and when we actually go into my top 10 you'll see not all the movies are comic book movies and or disney or light stuff i actually have a lot of heavy hitters on my on my top 10 for this year so this this year is actually gonna be really hard that's the only reason but i do feel like she deserves the nomination um whether or not she deserves to win we'll have to see what happens but i do believe out of one of those um either all three or a combination of the three um best director best film and um best lead actress i can see her being nominated and i think if she gets any of those even a nomination uh you know academy academy award nominated for best director you know holly berry i think that'd be amazing um she's already won an oscar for you know best actress and um oh i forgot the movie i don't i always feel like it should have been losing isaiah that's one of my favorite movies of hers but um that's a discussion for another time but yeah anyways check out bruised it is on netflix right now and um you know netflix um i the reason why i wanted to bring these up is because we are in the award season right now so the, uh, a lot of movies that's going to be awards contenders is going to come out you know around this time and anything that comes out on a streaming platform you have to um it has to play in theaters so i think bruise did play for like a week i know tick tick boom played for a week before it hits theater I before mean, it hit netflix and stuff like that that's the only criteria so you know i can see these movies being you know considered 
Um, but even nonetheless, it's a great movie to watch. It's a great movie to enjoy. And like I said, if you're looking for something to watch before you know Spider Man comes out, or if you're just looking for something to watch with the movies or with your family during the holidays, check out Tick Tick Boom and also check out Bruised. So there you guys have it. Thank you for joining another episode of the Movie Bugle podcast. Please be sure to follow me at my Instagram page at the Movie Bugle. You can also follow me on my Twitter page at the Movie Bugle. And until next time, I will talk to you all later. Bye.